Matthew Tucciaroni, uh, welcome to Discussion of Truth, sir. And uh, you're, you're based in Arizona. We, we of course, are in San Diego at the Reawaken Tour for Clay Clark. And uh, is this your first Clay Clark event? This is my first one. It's your first Clay Clark event. Uh, and as you have seen over the course of now, uh, two days, three, six hours or so, Clay's put together some pretty cool uh, speakers, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I enjoyed the speakers and especially just the lineup. And then also, too, the media scene is incredible with all these influencers here. It's like this conscious like raising of the vibration of your consciousness, which is amazing. So you're around all these people that are like the making vibe, things happen, making things happen, like yourself. About, yes, absolutely. So let's get in because we haven't we haven't done a show yet. This is the first time we've done a show. Right. Uh, people that follow the work that I do may be familiar with Mickey Mickey Klein. Uh, and uh, and of course Lee Dundas. Yes. Lee Dundas has been on the show, and people know her. But um, Matthew, you're new to the show, and what we're going to revisit for listeners to understand is something called Bonds for the Win. Yes. You have been involved on this on a grassroots level. So explain, uh, Matthew. Who you are, what you do, and what's your involvement with Bonds for the Win, what, okay. what that is. Yeah, so right now, so I'm one of the influencers for Bonds for the Win. How I got involved was I'm an American state national, and I've known about this bond process for two years now. And I've never seen anybody be, um, with the capability of pulling these bonds. Independently keep, from Mickey Klon? Yeah. You've yeah, known about this independently I, from in, her? Independently from her. But I've never seen anyone act, actually like pull a bond. Or, or produce an oath of office. So when Bonds for the Win came out, and I started reading everything in the FOIA Request Act, and the FOIA requests and everything, I was like, holy crap, and she did it. She pulled it for the school boards. She had, Mickey Klon Mickey person. Mickey Klon has pulled it for the school boards. In Arizona? In Arizona, it started with Maricopa County, which we got a hold of Governor Ducey's blanket bond, which is a bond that holds all the elected state officials accountable. So you pull a blanket bond, you just hold the bond for the entire state of Arizona. So I got in contact with her immediately. And I told her that, you know, I'm an American state national and like this is the type of work that we do. And what I can offer her is like protection in the courtroom because you declare your status as an American and you get out of the corporation. So her and I started working together. And we just served our governor last week, or three weeks ago, at the Capitol. Ducey. Ducey. Governor Ducey. Um, Matthew, how did you first hear about this bond extraction process or movement? How did you hear about that? It wasn't through this Mickey Klein. It was through someone else. How did you hear about it? So, so as a state national, we are educated in common law. So when you go to court, you always want to ask the judge... Uh, can you produce the bonds, please, for this court case and the bonds for you and the oaths of office? And sometimes they don't have the bonds. And sometimes they don't have an up-to-date oath of office. And sometimes they don't know what they're talking, you're talking about, I right. imagine. Exactly. So when you say that to them, you can actually bear trap them, and they would have to dismiss that case immediately because if their bonds are not up-to-date and their oaths of office are not up-to-date, they're in debt and conflict of interest with their oaths of office. They have to keep a bond on a regular basis, they have to renew it, and they have to renew their oath of office almost every year. It depends. On so, the court. so Matthew, where, where, like, if we're painting a picture here, yeah, and we're looking at common law, uh, which the bar association represents common law. 
not not to that oh. extent. Oh, they rep what the bar association represents is the obviously the queen, the British accredited registry. Okay, so they what they do is they keep they know common law. They have to know common law and to order the practice. But they're legal advisors. Legal is the undoing of essentially God's laws. So you're undoing all these laws over our Creator. So the attorneys don't really follow common law. Common law is for the common man, the common woman on the land jurisdiction, which law stands for land, air, and water. Law is common. Land is like the common law for common man. Air is the trust. Water is admiralty maritime law, which is all contract and corporate laws. So maritime admiralty law is not common law. It's not common law. That's the law of economics and currency? Statutes, statutes, regulations, codes, all of that applies to them only. It doesn't apply to us when we declare our sovereignty as Americans. Not U.S. citizens, but Americans. There's a difference. U.S. citizen is corporate. It's a tacit agreement, citizen, person, resident, which means you need CPR because they deem you as a fictitious entity. So you need CPR. Citizen, person, resident. So they have you in a tacit agreement. Whether you're getting pulled over by the police, they automatically assume through presumption, assumption, tacit agreement, and hearsay that you've done something wrong. They assume that you've hurt somebody, and then they put you in a tacit agreement by making you contract with them, assuming that you are a citizen, person, or resident, which if you look in Black's Law Dictionary, yeah, I don't have the definitions for citizen, person, resident, but it's in there, and it's pretty much everything under citizen, person, or resident is a corporate definition for the corpseration is what I call it. Okay, let's try to tie back in uh, the bonds. Yes. Do the bonds represent the bar, common law, military, admiralty law? Bonds are... I may have misspoken their military admiralty law, but uh, maritime is what I meant to say. Right. Help clarify where the bonds are connected on that type of legal structure and arena. So in maritime and admiralty law, it's pretty much a bondage system. They have us enslaved under this British rule, which we've been enslaved under British rule for a very long time. The crown. The crown. So they bond you. They also bond the public servants that serve us. They bond them. Who's they? The bank? The bank. The British accredited registry. It's essentially a, a, a we're in a war against the, the bar association. Nothing the bar association. Yep. Nothing in corporations get passed without going through the bar first. So you really want to know who controls this world and everything that we see around us. It's the bar association. And you're saying that's British accredited registry. registry. So this this form of government yes. was adopted by Washington and the signers of the Constitution no. or no this form of government we weren't we we are called so as an American state national our de jure government is still there but what happened was back in the day Lincoln bankrupted the de jure government when he got into office because four bankers funded his campaign of seven million dollars and he ran for president five times no one wanted him. We, the people, did not want him. But it wasn't until the bankers 
funded his campaign. So when he became president, he then became commander-in-chief because he put the Grand Republic Army in charge of the United States. He bankrupted the United States of America and then created the United States, put the Grand Republic Army in charge. He became the commander-in-chief and therefore he established the Delaware Corporation. Ah, uh, okay, okay, you, I know. I, I, yeah, well, it's, it's a lot. Delaware speaks to me because it's like, right, some of these, these companies, they want to register in Delaware to hide or become tax exempt or something like that. Delaware is a special state to register a company, right? Do you know yes. anything about that? A little bit. All I know about is the Delaware Corporation that was established. So like that's the history that I know of it, but I haven't really dug too deep into exactly. But here's the thing. We all know who lives in Delaware too and who has a house there. Joseph Biden? Joseph Biden. That's why he's there every single weekend. Is he? That's, that's what I'm getting, like that's what I'm, like everything's leading to that. Why does he keep going to Delaware every other weekend or every weekend? He's never in the White House. It's his safe haven. It's where he can go to do his thing. Okay. Let's get back to Matthew to Bonds for the win. Yep. Talk about talk about um, serving Governor Ducey. Okay. Uh, what, it, what? So listeners, obviously. Uh, the recommendation here is that they can copy and use what you've done and do that to their own public officials, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. And all of our steps are listed in detail on the website, bondsforthewind.com. So what you first have to do is you have to send in a FOIA request, which is the Freedom of Information Act and under the Sunshine Act. They have to, by law, and I forgot what code the Sunshine it is. Sunshine Act is Arizona or that's federal? That's federal. So by law, our public servants have to produce their bonds upon request from the public, from we the people. They can't withhold that information from us. And it's, there's a bunch of codes and everything that, that, that will tell you that they have to do this. And it's mainly under the FOIA, FOIA Act. So when you pull their bonds and you send it, we have a request letter that's step one. You request the bonds through the FOIA request. You, you can submit it in person to like the county clerk, the city clerk, or whoever is the process server for Doug Ducey. They have to take the FOIA request. They cannot deny it. If they deny it, they will get in a lot of trouble and they're violating their oath of office. So you send it, and, and mostly I've never seen a denial yet of at least requesting the bonds. So you request the bonds, then once you have the bond, you can then fill out step two, which is a letter of intent. And that letter of intent going over of like your demands. Like we have your bond, we're gonna go after your policy if you don't do X, Y, and Z and cease and desist. So, so it's, excuse me, it's pretty much a cease and desist letter that you're sending them. That's step two after you pull the bonds. And then you give them seven days. And if they don't respond to your letter of intent, which they won't, then you file a claim against their risk management policy, which you can find through their bond information. All you got to do is do some digging and, and go through the bond and call the company, and they have to send you the risk management. 
who, who, who's holding these bonds? Who, who's, who's holding the bonds? Who holds the bonds? It's an insurance company? It's an insurance company, but you're not filing an insurance claim, but it's an insurance company that has these risk management retention pools, which risk management is pretty much anyone holding public office. If they are in violation of their oath of office through neglect, um, through treason, whatever, they person who files a claim against that has to get paid out for their violation of the office. And more than likely, the insurance company is going to drop their bond. And there's only a couple insurance companies per state that do these public official bonds. So when you do that and, you, and they drop their bond, more than likely, they're not going to be bonded anymore. And then you can pretty much, through an affidavit, request a bond removed from Remove office. the person from office. Can you then go after the insurance company? You can. Well, that's what you, do. you go after the insurance company, and they're so. Here's the thing: they're bonded, right? They're, say their policy is for up to five hundred thousand dollars per violation. So what you do is they pay a premium, obviously. So you go after the insurance company. The insurance company has to pay out. You can't really go after the insurance policy. You you just file a claim. The insurance policy has to pay out. And once it's paid out, the insurance company will more than likely drop that person because now they're at risk. Do these do these public representatives do, do they know that they're bonded? Yeah, they have to. That's that's a requirement. Once they take their oath of office, they have to be bonded. So they know they're bonded. They know they're bonded. Sometimes they lie and say they're not, which, which is what judges tend to do. You know, that's what a judge did to me in my court case. It was like, what are you talking about bonds? You've, ex- you've experienced this where, 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 where they're denying some of these people that you approach, they're denying being bonded? You- yeah, they deny it. So once they deny it, then you, you definitely have a right to but really go after them. So. You know that they are? Yep. Yep. They have to. So That's where- how it works in a corporation. Think about it. We're under a corporation. You, you have to have... You have to have some sort of risk policy under you. Every corporation does. What do you think happens at, like, say, United Airlines? That's why this bonds for the win is important for the pilots and flight attendants out there who are experiencing this medical tyranny and this forced, you know, vaccination. So the, the corporation's bonded, too. They have a, When you sue a corporation, the corporation doesn't pay you. Your insurance policy pays you. Right, right. Right. We're under a corporation in the United States of America, or the United States Incorporated. So therefore, it's a corporation. They have to be bonded. Who, who's bonding that corporation? Lloyds of London? Is that, is that true? Do you know that? I don't know that per se, but, like, <laughs> but here's the thing. The corporation federally, Joe Biden's bonded. We haven't gotten that far yet. I mean, going federal on this is pretty, you know... Yeah, high stakes. High stakes. So we haven't gotten that far yet. That might be something that Mickey Klon can definitely answer. Uh, but yeah, so I just know the basics on the state level of like how they're bonded. And the state is a territory and it's a subsidiary of the federal quarter corporation. The municipalities are a subsidiary of the territories. These are all subsidiaries. That's why down to the municipal level, it's a corporation. Okay, so where are you, where are you at in the process with Ducey? 
With Ducey right you now? You served him personally or you served an assistant of his? Or how did, how did He served an assistant of his that yeah. is responsible for accepting service on his behalf. So when we went down there with our 10 people, Ron Watkins, who's running for Senate of our, for Congress, District 2 in Arizona, he came with us to serve. It was me, Mickey Kwan, Megan Rubino. We all went down there and we served them a letter of intent. 10 of us handed that letter of intent to him, to his process server. So when we handed it to her, she goes, I'm able to accept service. We laid it in her hand. And she's like, Doug, we're like, Doug Ducey's been served. And you have that recorded. And we have that recorded. Yep, I did a YouTube video of it. We It's about 20 minutes, and we did all these clips and everything. And then what we did was we went down to Mark Bernovich's office to tell him. And that is Attorney General of Arizona. Went down to his office, served him the letter of intent. We didn't serve Mark Bernovich, but we dropped the letter of intent off and said, please do your job and go follow up on this. And then M- NBC showed up because MSNBC... Their national um, agency labeled us as paper terrorists. Paper terrorists. Because this all started with the mothers getting together. Which going mothers? against Mickey Klein and all the mothers against the school boards for what they were doing. In Arizona. In Arizona. Then this just spread like wildfire. Now every state has pretty much a claims department for bonds for the win. So every state right now is working on this. Every state. You now have in a span of three months? Yep, in three months. This We didn't think this was going to go as far as it did. It, it spread like wildfire. And then with my experience as a state national, I talked to Mickey and she goes, what do you think we should do next? I'm like, keep focusing on the kids. That's what we're here for. Save the children. However, if we have Doug Ducey's blanket on, we got to go in. We got to go in for the kill on this. So we're... You get him out of office, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, so now that we have the blanket bond, instead of just, yeah, attack the school boards and everything, but go after all these elected officials because it's a trickle-down thing. Because Doug Ducey sits on the board of executors for the Children's Phoenix Hospital, along with CPS. Mark Bernovich sits on the board as well. Mark Bernovich actually sits on the board for TGen, which is a medical experiment company that the Children's Phoenix Hospital uses for children with disabilities. So it's all it's all connected. So we went after Doug Ducey because he's leaving open borders, which we all know human trafficking comes through the borders. So why that's why he's not doing anything oh about boy. the borders. It's all about the kids. Oh, it all it's all about the kids. It really is. Oh, is this where we insert something like adrenochrome? I would assume so. But here's the thing: when CPS sits in a basement of the Children's Phoenix Hospital, Doug Ducey, Mark Bernovich sit on the board. Next door is a judge. CPS, all they have to do if a mother says, no, I, I'm refusing cancer treatment for my for my son with leukemia, and then the doctors will say, that's child abuse, you have to do this. The mother says, no, I don't. I can deny whatever, I can deny any kind of medical treatment when it comes to my son or my daughter. Doctors get pissed. They go downstairs to CPS. CPS goes over next door, gets a court order. CPS agent goes up the elevator and says, we're taking your children out. This is child abuse. They make up, obviously, that the mother's abusing the child. So then child protection services, yep, what you're saying. Which then is kidnapping. And from what David Strait says, who's an American state national, and Banner steals uh, became a state national as well, so she knows David Strait personally. And David Strait is a commissioner for 
Donald J. Trump. A commissioner? Yep, in human trafficking. He's been a commissioner in human trafficking on the task force team for Donald Trump. So he knows all this stuff. That's why when I hear David Strait say something, like Doug Ducey sits on the board, he then takes the children, kidnaps them, and then they fly up to Utah and party with them. And I, need I say more about party? That's where the adrenochrome stuff comes in. I believe it. You know, there's not, there's, I, that's the research that I've come across. And there's certain things that align, especially when Ann Vandersteel is, is pretty much promoting David Strait and is all about it. I trust David Strait's resources and he, he tells us. Where is she based? Is she based in D.C.? Uh, David Strait? Or, yeah. David Strait, I believe, is based out of Oregon, but he's been traveling around the country doing these seminars. And he comes, as long as you get 20 people together, he will come and do a three-day seminar, and he will just, I mean, it's like we're all being red-pilled, but like what he does is he, he tells you how this matrix works, which is the bar association. It is us versus the bar. And that's how he starts off his Utah seminar, which you can actually find on BitChute. Just type in David Strait Utah seminar. That first episode, it's about two and a half hours long will blow your freaking mind it's like a red pill for for patriots and it's like saying, we woke up to, to one layer now we're waking up to the other layer in the matrix which is the bar we gotta disconnect from that and it's unplugging we unplugging. gotta unplug and he's working with Donald Trump you're saying yeah he's a commissioner for human trafficking with Donald Trump was was yes was was Okay, so let's go back to Ducey. What's what's the next step here? You've served him. They've, the office has acknowledged being served. Yes. We have it all on video. What's that next The step? next step is now filing an affidavit, which is a proven testimony coming from an individual, which we're working on now. So all 10 of us who served that letter of intent are going to be working on an affidavit. We listed a lot of violations, federal, state, um, international, biblical violations that he did. We listed a slew of them. What's but a, that's what's too much. One? What's one? One of them, one of them is um, a violation of uh, their, his oath of office for not it, for not being able to protecting the border. Protecting or? the border is one of them. So if we just list everything, if we just narrow down that list, so we don't sound like freaking crazy people, we can't get them on every single violation. The claims department at the risk management is going to look at us and be like, okay, this is too much, narrowed it down. So we're going to narrow it down to about, I would say, five to seven tops. One of them is definitely going to be on the border, for sure, human trafficking. Um, and you file it in a form of an affidavit, which is one of the most powerful tools in the court of law. We all know that. It's a testimony. Yeah, basically. it's a testimony. Yeah. Yeah, I believe... It's um, affirmed or confirmed testimony. Right. I believe Lee Dundas uses a lot of affidavits for everything that she does. So that's that's pretty much... We've gotten advice from like Lee Dundas from other other attorneys out there who are good actual attorneys. So, and we have to do it correctly. And even Sheriff Mack, Richard Mack, who's yeah. here today, I just saw him downstairs. He told me today, he said, you have to do it correctly. Do that affidavit correctly. So we file so the affidavit itself has certain parameters that must be met. Exactly. So we're working on it right now. We're working on the next steps. We've been kind of behind the scenes since we pulled this stunt with the governor. So people are definitely waiting for us. But I'm just like anyone out there that listens you to you. You said pull the stunt. Well, yeah, with the governor. I mean, that's a huge, 
huge thing. So we have to really was it know. A stunt? Or well, it wasn't a stunt, but like you know, we pulled. You know, what we did was like pretty pulled his bond. Pulled his bond, and then went out, and then literally served him a letter of intent at the Capitol. So. So you, you get the affidavit together, you serve the affidavit? You, serve the, you file the affidavit with the insurance policy, or with the, with the risk management pool. And we've been pulling bonds left and right. I know Josh Yoder's been working on this project as well. Who's that? Josh Yoder, he's the American Airlines pilot who's pretty much standing up to the vaccines yeah. and all that. So we've pulled a bond for the FAA up in Northern California, so we're kind of working on that too right now. We're kind of, we are working on that. So we're going at every direction now. We're not just hitting the school boards, but we branched out and we're just going for it. In the city of Sedona that I live in, I had a personal um, case with the city of Sedona for uh, the police department. Kidnapped me, assault, battery, they stole my DNA. Stole your DNA? They stole my DNA because they created a fictitious felony charge over me, took me to jail, and the new law... Because I had a sovereign plate on. Sovereign plate sovereign on what? National plate on my vehicle. Who? Who? So when you're you when you're American state national, you can get a Z plate, and you don't have to register your car or anything like that anymore because the codes and regulations don't apply to the common man. It's a common law. It says it right there. You don't need a license to operate a motor vehicle when you're traveling. Now, if you're operating in their commerce and you're transporting goods, which is all about trafficking, just think about it. You're, you're trafficking their stuff, their supplies. It all has to. Do, it all comes down to trafficking. That's why they say you're driving. You're 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 sitting in traffic because you're trafficking, moving their commerce around on the on the inland yeah. waterways is what they say. So, yeah. So. I pulled the bonds for the city of Sedona because once they took me so to jail... So you've got this plate on your car, you're driving around, you yeah, get pulled over. get pulled over. And the police officer... And who, you gave what? Uh, do you give a driver's license? No, you, you, just, you just hand them your paperwork and, and then you remain silent. You say, I'm an American state national, look this up. They can look up your credential card, they can actually scan it, which will come up and it will say, do not detain, do not interrogate. Peaceful private citizen. And who's... Who's who's giving you that? So there's two processes. You can go through David Strait, which you can actually he teaches you how to get your passport, and that's all you actually really need to show is your passport. Passport. Because under Title Eight, Section Eleven O One, under statuses in this country, you were always an American national until they created your birth certificate, which on average your birth certificates generated. Yeah. It's generated about ten days after your birth. So that's their birth date for you. Your actual birth date is your actual birth date. That's so a you're corporate already, number. That's a corporate number, and they created their, your birth, your death is pretty much what they created because they consider you dead 10 days after your live birth. So their statuses are There's there. value to that. There's, yes. A monetary value monetary which they value. use to exchange to... Exactly, because they want us. ...to operate their government. We're a liability to them. So they have to bond. Every time you have a liability in a company, they bond you. With, they insure you. We're liabilities to them because they're afraid of us waking up one day and doing whatever. So they, what they do is they trap you in their system and they just trade your birth certificate around. Around the roll. It's like a stock market or chattel, which is old English for cattle. So, you, so you've got, you got pulled over and you give... You're saying, hey, don't, don't, don't detain, and yep. and, the, and an officer gave you his ticket, 
which doesn't right. apply. Right. He wanted me to get to out you, of the but, car. And I said, over a license plate, I said, I'm not getting out of the car. And he goes, get out now. Then he called for backup, created an emergency. And I was trying to talk to one of the police officers, and he and, and distracted me. And what he did is he reached in my car, opened the door out, and threw Physically? Physically. Oh, so then that's an assault? That's an assault. He's, assault, he's assaulted you? He's assaulted me. Did you press, did you press charges? So once, I, once he did that, I went to jail. But I was released because of my status. The next day, the judge releases me. So I was charged with... Okay, so your status as an American... As an American state national. State national. But right. The, so the judge, he recognized that. Right. Or she recognized She recognized it. Well, yeah, she recognized it at my first appearance. So my bond, I, was, I had three charges. One was a felony. He charged me. See, that's what they do, too. They flip it on you. And he charged me with aggravated assault. So I said... Because he said, upon pulling me out... And he was out, there, he showed up. Right. Yeah, and I have the body cam footage and everything. I uploaded it on my YouTube channel. So it shows that I did not actually do anything of that sort. It was him that assaulted me. But he said, upon him pulling me out of the vehicle, the fact that he had to pull me out of the vehicle, his knee hit the ground and his uniform tore. So therefore, he said, I'm charging you with a felony of, of aggravated assault against a police officer and resisting arrest, causing physical or bodily harm to a public servant. So what I did was I got out of court. With those three charges, my, my bail was only $100 cash. They're like, do you have that? I go, yeah, you guys actually took 100 bucks from me when I came in here, so I would like my money back, and that's how I paid for my bail to get out. And everyone in the courtroom was like, how the hell did you get out on a, you had three charges against you, your bond, you know, your bail should be like 100 grand because of my status so they released me immediately and then I said alright it's time to flip the script you were no, you're of no value to them right because they knew they, they knew I declared and decreed my status as American State National so they tried to pursue the charges but it it caught them in the end because once they received that body cam footage which is great when you defend yourself you don't give up your rights even when your lawyer says I'm defending this person you're to remain silent and they get all the evidence. They get their evidence, their their exhibits. And you don't you don't see that when someone's representing you. So they had to turn over the body cam footage to me personally. And once I got a hold of that body cam footage, that's when I flipped the script and I filed paperwork flipping the script on them. So my last oral argument when I went in the court, the bailiff goes, sit over here. And I said, that table? And he said, yeah. I go, that's the prosecution's table. He goes, exactly, sit over there. And what I did is I knew I had the power at that point in the courtroom. Because now I was prosecuting this cop in this entire case. And how'd that go? It went well. I was flicking paperwork off the desk in front of the judge, calling it, you know, garbage and things like that. I was able to gain control of the courtroom. I was able to literally gain control of the courtroom. You, so, can, you have to let down all fear. Don't let them intimidate you. When they're summoning you to court because they consider you a fictitious dead entity, it's a de they're summoning the dead and you're returning to the ship on Admiralty Law because they think that your vessel's lost at sea, which is what they created that birth certificate for because you're, you're a liability. Your vessel's lost at sea, whatever. But when, when you start acting up in their court of law, they summon you back to the ship. 
it's, it's, it's summoning the dead. So you you sued. Did you sue the I officer? Currently, so I currently have a claim against the city of Sedona right now. And then when I got in, in contact with Mickey and she taught me how to hold these bonds, I actually, right now, they have about, I think, 25 days left on the claim. But I haven't filed a claim yet against her bond. I just filed it to the city. But two weeks ago, I went in with a FOIA request and I got the, the actual risk management pool for the entire city of Sedona. I have all seven city council members oaths of office, including the police chiefs oaths of office. That you have their bonds? I have their bond. It's one bond because one bond per city is a blanket bond. So any elected official on the municipal level, I just pulled the bond. So they only sent me one bond, but it's, it covers all, all elected officials in the city. So now what I'm working on next is actually filing my affidavit against their bond. Because I know they're not going to answer to my demands in 60 days. They're just going to kind of just let it fizzle out. But now that I pulled the bond, they're scurrying like crazy. Every time I walk into the city clerk's office, it's, hey, Mr. Tucciaroni, how are you doing? Oh, you need this? You need that? They're running. They're, they're scared. And the city clerk, I believe, is she, I believe she actually loves what I'm doing because every time I go in there she's like yep whatever you need Matthew whatever you need and I actually was going to run for mayor like a year ago and she asked me while I'm requesting the bond she goes by the way are you still running for mayor I can get you a bid packet anytime soon the city of Sedona is corrupt it's been overtaken by the Masons the police force in Sedona you walk into the lobby of the, of the Sedona police station and on their plaques with all the officers is a, is a Masonic symbol, the Freemason symbol. It's right there in plain sight. Which is Vatican. Which is Vatican. And you know more on the Jesuits and all that, because yeah. you were telling me that last night when we were talking about the Jesuits. So, the coadjutor. The, the, the term is coadjutor. Okay. The coadjutor. Okay. They're basically used by the Vatican as operatives. Right. Anyway, that's my yeah. understanding. Yeah. On a, on a preliminary... Yep. I mean, the body cam footage, it says it right there. Mickey was watching it the other Jesuit night. Jesuit co-adjutors. Yeah. Co-adjutor. Co-adjutor. Okay. So, so you've got the city of Sedona back up on their hills. You could basically own the city, it sounds like, to some degree. Exactly. We'll see how this bond goes. We'll see how this claim goes. As soon as I you know, leave this event tomorrow... I got a lot of work to do when I get home because I got to work with one of the claims specialists that Mickey has put me in contact with, and we're going to get to work on this affidavit for the city of Sedona. See what we can do. We need a payout. We, we, you know, I'm not looking for money, but we have to have a payout in order to really show people how this really works. Yes, okay. And walk walk people through it. We're not doing this for money, but we got to get a payout. At least we don't even care if it's like ten thousand dollars. That's a win. That. That ten thousand dollar payout will pre will is an admission of guilt on their part. Yeah, right. So right. we're showing people like the surrender this. of the bond, exactly, or at least a part of it. Part of it, yeah. So okay, so so the next question I have is this: you you you've extracted yourself from that bar associated legal system, yes, but yet you're still dependent on the currency, right? The monetary currency that. Right. Well, finances that system, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I still operate. I still use cash, right? You know, and we're all under. It, it's really hard to get away from because, <laughs> you know, come on, man, give me a couple rocks, so I give you a sweater. <laughs> exactly. We, well, we used to barter and trade. It used to be under a gold standard too. You know, even just simple like going down to your neighbor's house. Can I borrow a cup of sugar? No one does that anymore. Isn't that crazy? Nobody does it anymore. Yeah. Everyone's so dependent on the dollar. Nobody even talks to Which is fiat currency. It's fiat currency. And if you think about it, a lot of state nationals will, like David Strait, he carries silver in his pocket all the time. He does. Interesting. Interesting. Carries silver, carries carries an ounce of gold with him all the time. It's also protection for us. Barter and training, we got to get back to, we got to get back to barter and training. We got to get back to gold silver but it's hard to get out of because i mean look at it it's, it's flooded flooded with fiat currency yeah yeah and, and and now you're talking about that uh with jfk's silver certificates you're talking about lincoln he was fighting the same type of thing my yeah. understanding but literally you could take one of john f kennedy's silver certificates which was backed by the treasury not the federal reserve right which which uh, 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 Johnson took away when he became the president. He took that completely out of the system. Um, but you could walk into a bank and literally walk out with silver in your pocket. Yep. So, uh, who do you replace, Matthew? Who do you replace? You, it sounds like you got some movement going here in the state of Arizona, in local Sedona, and on the state capital is what is that phoenix no phoenix yeah it is phoenix. capital of arizona is phoenix so you got some movement going both those locations i mean you could really that could be a totally different state now it can be you can yeah. change that state through this process then you can start making demands of the federal government and how they interact with your state and that's why David Strait goes around to these seminars because we have about a year to wake 10% of the population up to get them to a state state national status. And according to David Strait, President Trump became a state national in 2008. 2008? So, 2008. So have you heard Trump say that? I haven't really, but if you listen to his language, he never refers to us as United States citizens. He calls us Americans. He always says the United States of America. He never says the United States. And we all know that Joseph R. Biden was sworn in as the 46th president of the United States. Never said of the United States of America. The United States is the corporation. The United States of America is our original de jure government, which is our republic. So what Lincoln did by bankrupting the old de jure government, what Trump did in his office was flipped it. I'm going to bankrupt this corporation now. Then he signed four executive orders and had to get the hell out of there, according to David Strait. He tossed David Strait one of his hats in the Rose Garden and told David Strait, I signed four executive orders, I gotta get out of here. Um, They're after me and my family. And pretty much what what he told David was, I restored the Republic, it's up to the will of the people right now. According to David. According to David. Who's that, you know, was commissioner for human trafficking for, for Donald Trump back in the day. So we have to, honestly, Ian, it's a hard process. It's not a hard process, 
but when you go through David Strait's process, you're holding dominion over all of those jurisdictions. So when they do try to contract with you and pull you into their courts, yeah. you hold dominion over that. That's why, you know, too, if you think about it, Hillary Clinton's been able to get away with murder for a very long time now because she knows about this. She knows about being an American state national. It's hard to prosecute. When you are when you leave your duties for the day, President Trump will get home or Hillary gets home, kicks off her shoes, takes her hat off, and says, now I'm on the land and soil jurisdiction. I'm a common woman. I'm a common man. So that, that way, what she did in the de facto government for the day, they can't come over there now in her jurisdiction where she's at in Mexico. They can't prosecute her. That's, that's what David Strait's alluding to. And so anyone can be a state national, even if you work for the, the corporation, you're, you hold dominion over all jurisdictions. So for, you know, Ron Watkins, who's running for Congress District 2 in Arizona, asked me, can I become a state national? I said, yeah, you just have to abide by those rules from 8 to 5 of the statutes, codes, and regulations. But when you get home, you take your hat off and you're an American state national, and then you got to abide by common law, which is based off of the Ten Commandments. Just don't hurt anybody, don't kill anybody, don't steal. That's it. It's easy. When you don't have, when you have so many laws, then there's a lot of arrests. There's a lot of people getting in trouble. There's a lot of murder. There's a lot of crime. When you just go off the basic principles of our Bill of Rights, which is founded off the Ten Commandments, that's it. Just don't hurt anybody. Don't kill anybody. Don't harm, no foul. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. How does, how does the Postmaster General fit into this? Okay. Like, as in, like... I'm, where, I'm going at, when I'm, where I'm going from that is the, the little bit of information that I know about somebody named Russell Gold. Yep. You familiar Jay with that Gold. name? He is the original postmaster. He has like the original like like postmaster, like the flag. Is that what you're talking about? He's he's supposedly been granted sovereignty from. So he's traced he's traced all these kind of Judeo Christian laws back through London and into Rome, and so he's led them all back to the Pope, and he's basically granted sovereignty from the Pope, according to some of the videos and okay. Interviews and presentations that I listened. It seems that the work that he's doing, and, and, and I, I don't think I've reached out to him. I just kind of tried to get a grasp of what he does. Right. It sounds like there's some type of a parallel between what this person has done, this gold individual has done, and done and doing, yeah. and what uh, this, uh, this this David Strait is also doing. And, yes. and, and and I'll also insert this, Matthew. There's a guy that joined my show about a year ago now. His name is McBride. Okay. And he wrote uh, he wrote a book uh, called Divine Province with okay. a uh, with a Canadian uh, researcher, and he's also created something similar to what you're talking about as far as like detaching oneself from this kind of corporatocracy, yep. tyrannic system. So those are those are two examples that I'm reminded of as you're talking about what David Strait does. But this gold guy's traced it all the way back to the Pope, and he's actually claims that he's got some type of a certificate that says that he's no longer connected to those Judeo-Christian laws that root back to Rome. Okay. I want to look into that more, because I've heard of Russell J. Gold as well. And the postmaster thing, 
that's definitely important for when it comes to being an American State National. There's so many things to unplug from, Ian, and there's so many things to understand here. Like, my my, my expertise, obviously, is in the courtroom. I focus on the bar. You dominated that, you know, sounds so like. So, dominated it. I mean... And this is something straight trained you in, or...? This is something that I've learned along my journey. So what, what, what makes me an expert... And you're driving your car with a license plate. Right, and here's the today. Thing. Let me, me see your ID. <laughs> if I can even pull it up right now. I don't oh, it's know. digital. So, no, I actually have a card, and I don't have it on me right now, but I have a card that it's, it's our credential card. Hopefully this pulls up. But here's what it looks like when they scan your card into the system. So there's two different ways of doing this. I don't, you know, maybe this would be, we can table that for next time, but there's the Anavon Rights process and the David Strait process. Anavon Rights gets you to like the fifth grade level. She just returns you to the land. David Strait, though, is like, that's not good enough. You need to hold dominion over all three jurisdictions because we still all operate in commerce. Land, air, water. Right. Just like you asked me, you know, do you still use currency? Of course I do. I can't get away from that right now, you know, until we, you know, until we can get a better understanding of like getting more people on board, stop paying your taxes, you know, go back to gold, silver, you know, until that. You're a terrorist, man. Yep. Stop paying your taxes. Well, it's, and hey, in the fine print, in the fine print of tax code, don't have the number of the tax code, but in the fine print, it says it's voluntary. Taxes are voluntary. Just read the fine print. Just go, it's right there on the IRS website. Of course, you know they're going to make it hard to, to look up, but you'll find it. You'll find it. Just stick through. And I and I ask people, do your research. Do your research. So with Anna von Reitz's process, she returns you to the land, which is great. I, I did that process first, and now I discover David. He's like, no, you operate in commerce. Though. You gotta have all three jurisdictions under control. You know, and, and and I'll say, you know, divinity helped me through my process in court because I didn't go through the David Strait process yet. So I literally had to know my stuff. And I can't tell you really exactly how how you do it. Each court case, each time you go in the court, it's different. It's unique. So it's 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 like for the situation. So you know, it, it's 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 interesting when you become an expert in this law stuff. It really is really really is so when you this is on Avon Wright's platform the land recording system so when they scan your credential card which they can do the cops can scan the barcode this is what comes up peaceful private American citizen do not stop do not detain do not interrogate claim right to bear arms and this pulls up right here American State National publishing order right here your thumbprints and then here's all of your documents my expatriation documents my certificate of assumed name my fsia foreign sovereign immunities act mandatory notice paramount claim of life in the state will you, will you allow me to take a picture of that so i can put it up yeah for listeners? absolutely absolutely and then uh let's see i want to show you something else too what what our cards actually look like and this is what you showed the Sedona police officer. Yep. So it looks like this, American State National Credentials, American State National Credentials. The thing is, is David Strait and Anna, they agree to disagree. And what I like about Anna's process is it gets your feet wet. It's like, okay, you want to become... She's sovereign? American? 
Yeah. Yep. She lives in Alaska. So her process is she gets your feet wet. She gets you to the fifth grade level. You get a little bit educated. And what David Strait's process does is he's like, cool, you're educated now, but here's the thing. you got to hold Dominion now over all three. So he takes you deeper. He unplugs you even more. Anna is like that initial um, when Morpheus comes to like grab Neo and is like, come on, you're ready, right? And then he gets, you know, he gets unplugged and then he, he meets all these other people besides Morpheus that just keep unplugging him and unplugging him and unplugging him. So that's kind of what Anna is. Anna's like the Morpheus that first reaches out, unplugs you. And you know what? They argue, not going to lie. David Strait and Anna can agree to disagree. But um, I believe what I would like to do is harmonize this, harmonize this process and show people, yeah, you want to start out? Do the Anna Von Wright's process. It's only a one-page document that declares and decrees your sovereignty. You get your credential card. But here's the thing. You want to go further? Go through David Strait. So I don't, you know, they want to sometimes bicker and fight back and forth. And David Strait will never really go after Anna. Anna, on the other hand, tends to write these articles about David. But they still know each other. They still get along in the behind the scenes type of thing. And what I'm here to do is say, all right, guys, both processes have value. So I want to be that person that just harmonizes them both and say, let's start with Anna, get your feet wet, cool, you're ready to go over to David Strait, let's go further unplug you. That's does, kind of, does, does David, is she familiar with what you're doing with the Bonds for the Win? He's heard about Bonds for the Win and what Ann Vandersteel is going to, Ann Vandersteel has direct connection with him. And she told me today that she's going to be speaking to him because some things came out about David Strait today. He was holding a seminar and the FBI walked in. I think I mentioned that in the beginning. Missouri. So, and I have the link to that, that intel drop on. I can just... I actually forwarded it to you earlier. I sent it to you. So you can read it. And, and the FBI wanted him to close up his presentation? Pretty much, because, yeah, he's going after human trafficking. He's taken down some deep state players. And I believe he's still working with Trump. That's why he's doing all these seminars, because I think Trump did restore the public. It's at the will of the people right now, and people need to wake up to their status and who they are as Americans. We were nationals when we were born. It wasn't until 10 days later that your birth certificate was created. And aren't you born a citizen of the state itself? Is that how that goes? No, you're, you're just born as an American state national. It's not until your mother agrees to get you a birth certificate. They send it to the State Department. They create the bond within 10 days. Then you get, you know, the mother gets their birth certificate in the mail for you. So you're a national when you're born. But you're only a national for about 10 days. And they don't realize that. Your, your mother's the one who enslaved you. Gave you up the birth. And the mother doesn't even know that either. When the ship comes to the dock, it goes through a birthing canal. Blame it on Eve. The supply is unloaded. The dock attendant, the doctor, is there to sign for the supplies. Creates a bond for you, sends it to the State Department, then you get your lovely birth certificate. Delivered through the birth canal. Birth canal. And currency, too. This is a fun one. Currency, think about inland waterways. It's a current currency and what's on what's what's on a river a bank banks yeah yeah okay so matthew as we as we wind down i want you to yeah. leave with listeners what what obviously 
Well, maybe not so obviously. So let's have you say in your own words. What do you? What do you? As an American, as an Arizonan, yeah. What do you? What do you? What would you like to accomplish in the next ten years? Ten years from now, off of your efforts, let's let's, let's say you're continuing doing what you're doing. What, what, what do you want to see? Ten years. What do you want accomplished? What I would like to see is really everyone. You know, I'm going to continue doing this work, and what I what I want to accomplish is I want people to free themselves. And the only way to do that is when you step into your truth and really declare and decree your sovereignty, your inalienable rights. You have to do it yourself. I can facilitate. I can bring you to, you know, to Anavon rights. I can get you plugged in and plugged out, per se. But it's all up to you. It's up to your individuality as well. That's why I've decided, you know, to become an individual state national independent Anubhan rights is creating an assembly and everything so trying to recreate this de jure government but more important it's about your independence your individuality and really stepping into your own and self-governance takes a lot of effort I want people to start thinking for themselves I want to see people think for themselves I want to see people say yeah enough's enough I can walk into this courtroom and I can annihilate them. I don't need, you know, I don't need a lawyer. I don't need Matthew to come in with me. I want people to start doing their research. I want to see people doing their research and unplugging. It's it, it takes a lot, and it's not for everyone right now. But we got it at least get ten percent. That is my goal. Ten percent. We need ten percent of the population. I would say in the next year or two to get this really established. We need all the influencers who are here today. And I've talked to like Ian Smith. I've talked to Ian Vandersteel. It's time to add this component to this movement that Clay Clark is doing as well. It's all action oriented. And I think a lot of people, I've, I've been asking, you know, doing my own interviews with everybody. And it's like, you know, it's great. We're, we're here, we're influencers, and we're getting the, the word out. But there's an actual solution now with paperwork that you can file for yourself, that you can pull yourself out of this matrix. So I would love to see, honestly, speaking to the common people and speaking to the influencers. I, I, I would like to see a seminar with David Strait with like 20 influencers getting educated in, in this so that we can get this word out there and get people to declare and decree their sovereignty and, and become a state national. That's honestly the message I can get in the next 10 years. But honestly, Ian, with everything going on right now, <laughs> we got about a year or two left. You know, with all the shit hitting the fan, it's time for people to really, really step into this. So, Mickey's going to work on a few things with me. I'm currently branding. I'm currently putting up a website. David Straits, he's getting old. And he even says this. I need the young kids to step up. The people in their late 20s, early 30s, who understand this, he, he will educate you through his university system on statenational.us. Pay 80 bucks, you get his seminar videos, even though they're free on BitChute now. But 80 bucks goes towards human trafficking to save the children 100% of the proceeds so that's where your money goes to you can start educating yourself and he really puts the message out there I can deliver this message but I need a new way of having people deliver it and it's coming from the youth right now people in their 30s and their, young, in their early 40s and late 20s 
So that's what I would love to see is the influencers getting getting word of this and really getting an education so that we can really make this happen. So I'm going to create a website. I believe sending people to a course first is important and educating them first before. It's like this. You don't want to hand a baby a loaded weapon, a five-year-old. Yeah, yeah, declare your sovereignty. But, oh, it sounds cool. I'm going to fill this paperwork out. Then I'm going to get in my car, right, and put my license plate on. And that's what happened to me. That's why I made the mistake first. So that others don't have to make that mistake and get thrown on the ground. I just didn't know what to say. It was like I got handed a loaded weapon. And I go out and I'm like, yeah, I'm sovereign to the cop, you know, and whatever. Even though he did assault me, I still did you not. You still ripped his pant leg or his uniform. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, I, you know, there was ways that I could have handled him a little bit better, even though, but I, if you see my body cam footage, I did not, I was like this the whole time. I'm like, don't touch me. I was calm. I bear trapped him. I let him, I let him beat me up. Because I knew where this was going. And here I am almost a year, a year later. At Clay Clark talking about this. Clay Clark's event. So. Okay. All right. So, so, so that's the message. Was that a clear message to everybody? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's great. All right. Um, where to? Where do listeners find you? Uh, internet, social media. Yeah. So I'm on. I'm on YouTube under Jurisdiction. It's how it's spelled. Jurisdiction. J U R I S D I C T I O N. Um, you might have to search me. In YouTube under my full name, which is Matthew with two T's, Paul Tucciaroni, T-U-C-C-I-A-R-O-N-E. And then Rumble and BitChute, you can find me on Jurisdiction, straight up. YouTube's kind of funny. You know, I changed the name, and now it's taken a long time for them to generate the, the name. But, yeah. And look out for my website. that's coming soon. But start following me on YouTube. You can go, I have about 53 videos of all the work I've been doing in this Patriot movement for the last two years. You can find me on YouTube, then shoot and rumble under jurisdiction. And I got the body cam footage on YouTube and, and all that. So. Ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Tutoroni. Yep. Matthew, thanks for joining. Yeah, thank you, Ian. Thank you so much.